Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Gary here, the host of Hoops and Cards. That ladies and gentlemen clip is a, a funny intro, whatever, from Die Hard, one of the best Christmas movies of all time. want to welcome you to today's episode. We're going to talk about Cade Cunningham. Some listeners have questions. Man, his injury, he's out for the year. What does that do to his card market? Or Zion, is he for real or is he going to get hurt again? And what about all the brands? Today, Contenders Optic dropped in the... Uh, the hobby box world and NBA hoops is coming out soon and mosaic. What about all the different brands? We give you a good review, but before we get into today's episode, a special shout out to the birthday boys, two of my favorite basketball players, uh, around, uh, on any team anywhere. So you tigers given a happy birthday, shout out from hoops and cards. It's my show. I get to do this. Luke, Nathan, you guys rock. Happy birthday. Good luck this weekend. Hope your next year of life is awesome. And, uh, thanks for, yeah being worth shouting out. And uh, now, without further ado, let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards, a Thursday edition where I'm going to talk a bit about some current things going on in the NBA, the world of sports cards, basketball cards in specific, because that's what we are about. Hoops and Cards, baby, the podcast, now the YouTube stream, the live YouTube, sometimes live, like right now, not quite live, but I'm Gary, your host. I'm thrilled to be live now, at least coming at you from Northeast Ohio, talking to you about basketball cards for collectors and investors. And uh, today, even with a little bit of listener feedback from some of you from around the planet, you know, our previous episode a couple days ago, we talked a bit about Zion Williamson and the resurgent Pelicans and Zion as a possible MVP candidate. Let's just call it what it is. He's playing great. He's fulfilling a lot of that potential that he did start to show a couple years ago. And everybody thought when he brought the hype back into the NBA and his hype into the basketball card market, we thought Zion is the man. Well, when he's healthy, he actually is the man and I'm not you know I don't own any Zion Williamson cards right now like I'm not I don't gain anything by telling you this uh you know a few days ago that episode was like look at what's in front of us uh before everybody else who's paying attention to American football or the World Cup France and Argentina baby I don't know who to root for except Argentina so go Messi take care of business buddy and uh Paolo and everybody else there Mascarano I don't, Kaka, I don't know how many guys I could name, but uh, Kaka, but anyhow, I am, I've mentioned Zion as a guy to be on the lookout for, and I love when our listeners give us feedback, like you guys always, always feel like you can send me a message directly at Hoops and Cards on Instagram or email me, Gary at HoopsandCards.com. Love to hear from you. Tell me where you're listening from. This guy, Joshua, by the way, it's not his first time messaging me. Love his input. Grateful for him. About Zion Williamson, that was the the title here. Zion, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Don't do it, Gary. Zion is a flash in the pan. He's going to get injured and put on a ton of weight. Think Sean Kemp at the end of his career playing in Cleveland. Um, I I hear you. And uh, if you're saying, Josh, if you're saying don't do it, like don't buy Zion Williamson's. I mean, that's why I've been a little bit nervous uh, because it's not like he had one injury. He's had several and it's not like he was out for a couple of weeks. You know, he was out for a year, 
Yeah, maybe a little bit more. And so I get that there's a lot of risk baked into the Zion Williamson conversation. However, are we looking at a short window of time really to potentially, number one, enjoy the rise of a healthy Zion and the Pelicans are in first place in the West. Number two, the All-Star game's coming up. Zion seems like a lock for that. And number three, I'm not even sure if I had a number three, but if I did, he might be in the MVP candidate uh, conversation. He might be uh, a one or two seed if the Pelicans can. I mean, they haven't had all three guys healthy at the same time. So, Joshua, I, I hear you. Like, there's a warning. There's a caution there when it comes to Zion. There's a risk. That's why going into the season, I think I had Zion on my top five risks. Five biggest risk, big reward players in sports cards. And there's a lot of high-priced Zion cards already. So maybe you're not finding good deals. Maybe you don't think he's worth the risk. I totally understand that. But Josh goes on and he says, what are your thoughts about buying Cade Cunningham now that he is out for the year? Like, ironically, that you just threw a huge red flag about Zion and now a little curiosity about Cade. And, uh, you know, if I were to do a series in this episode to talk about guys on the rise or guys on the decline, guys going up, guys going down, who's hot and who's not in cards or on the court. Uh, you know, I jotted down a few names of guys that were going down because I thought instantly of Cade Cunningham, literally, physically going down, injured for the season. That's a uh, that's I feel for you Pistons fans, uh, Paul at NoOffSeason.com. I'm sorry about your Detroit guys. Um, it could be a time then where other players step up and they have to carry the load. That might be good preparing them to play more key roles on the Pistons long term when Cade is back. And of course, when they add Victor Webbenim, I can't even say when they add Big V, Victor to the team next year. Um, the other guys going down, I would say just around the league in card values and just in in uh, uh, suspense over how they might do this year would be other stars on tanking teams, and maybe they're tanking because they really want to and they need the pick. They need to get Scoot. They need one of those top five to seven picks where you got to. You got a difference maker coming in. You got a franchise cornerstone. What I'm hearing is the top seven, possibly, are great players. And so if you're a team like Utah, Orlando, San Antonio, Houston, Detroit, uh, yeah, there's there's some intentional tanking going on. There's also some, I guess, we're not that good tanking going on. And um, I don't know how far in advance you can project what you're going to do as a franchise. Some teams that I thought might tank looks like they're not going to, like, you know, they're, they're actually playing hard. Like that's where the thing with Utah jazz, they're actually playing hard and they started out strong. They still win Portland. I thought, man, there's, there's a chance they might tank and just tear it, tear it down to the studs, you know, to the Dame Lillard and the Simons. But, but really those, those players, and I'm talking about guys going down that uh, maybe they used to be all stars, but they're on such bad teams and they're not playing well. Can't say that about SGA. I still like Shea Gilgis Alexander as a buy right now and as a buy long-term meaning at any point uh, in the next few years, I like him. It, and let me clarify something. Can, can I just, can I just level with you people in YouTube land and in uh, hoops and cardsville, wherever you were at listening, I'm glad you're here. Like Josh uh, giving us a shout out. Uh, it, it looks like maybe Josh is in Boston, you know, asking if there's potential to grab Robert Williams before he comes off the IR for the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, low key, um, sort of like when you're buying role players, you're counting on those guys to either have an increased role or to go far in the playoffs and have their names. Like, you know, they're going to, they're going to, 
don't know why I keep doing movements. Maybe it's because I'm now in video. I feel like I got to be all like animated and stuff. Just talk. Just sit back there. Talk about Robert Williams. Uh, another dude that's injury prone. You keep asking me about these injured guys. Maybe that should be an episode. Like what to do when a player is injured. Buying opportunities, caution opportunities. Robert Williams would be a cheap and easy buy from that 2018 rookie class. But I don't know what the upside is there. <clears throat> because a lot of times the card market responds more powerfully to players that score a lot, players that lead their teams, and players that make a lot of highlights. And so the Celtics already have Jason Tatum and uh, what's the other guy's name? Jalen Brown. Notice I didn't call him what's his cheese because Jalen Brown has eclipsed that whole level. He's he's on a new wave. He's a We know what his cheese is. His cheese is Jalen Brown. So Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, they've got other, Malcolm Brogdon, they've got other guys that can fill up the, the you know, the, the box scores. Robert Williams is a great, when he's healthy, starter, rim protector. But let me just say this. I am personally backing away from players on tanking teams. And, and we're in a market that's already a concern. We're, like, we're in a sports card market that already seems down. You don't have to listen to Hoops and Cards podcast. You hear everybody talking about it. Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze, Card Talk slab stocks like every podcast i listen to pack to the future no offseason.com sports card strategy show a lot of these shows we are trying to help you guys uh navigate what is what is a down market whereas two years ago it was it was an up market anything you buy would turn into money like bowl bowl and two weeks later you're you're retiring early you know like buy enough taylor horton tuckers and you paid off your college loans i mean it was just it was crazy i'm exaggerating a little bit but i'm not it was it was nuts and now it feels like that those days are, and they are, they're long gone. They may never happen again. I can't guarantee you that, hey man, buy bull bull right now because man in six weeks, <laughs> you like it. No, so when I when Gary says buy, when Hoops and Cards says buy, and this is true of a lot of content creators in the hobby, we're not saying um, you should do this with your money. That's your money. What we are saying and what I'm saying here with, uh, with a guy like Cade Cunningham, man, and Shea Gilgis and Alexander, these are young guys with great futures. LaMelo Ball. I'm thinking about great players on not-so-great teams. Keldon Johnson, I'm looking at you, baby. Franz Wagner, who my son pulled a cracked dice out of a blaster box an hour ago. That was like the box hit. They usually, when you get an awesome card out of a case, they call it a case hit. I don't know if you call it a box hit. I just made that up. Boom, right here on Hoops and Cards. We witnessed uh, word creation history. Box hit, right? Solo hit was a Franz Wagner silver cracked ice. Uh, what's my point? Yes, there's some buying opportunity, but when I say buy, uh, right now, if I'm your friend, which I, I keep, I'd love to be your friend, just encourage you and add value to what you're doing and, and help you learn, and I learn from you guys as well, uh, is to say, look, um, I'm not buying if I don't know a lot about the player and the card that I'm buying. I'm not buying unless I'm getting a good deal and I've negotiated the best price I'm not buying in a hurry, and I'm not saying it's a buying market by no means right now. We, there are good opportunities for those who want to buy, okay? Um, if, if you've already decided, hey, at some point, I'm going to buy some LaMelo ball. At some point, I'm going to get into you know, some nice cards of Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. or, heck, Lori Markin, and you've got players on your list that you're like, yeah, I want, I believe in them. Well, okay, so if, if you're at that point where you're able and it's a smart thing to buy, well, then they have prices are pretty good right now. Like, that's that's what I'm saying when I say uh, consider buying Shea Galgis Alexander. Galgis. I've bought a couple, and I've sent a couple in for grading recently. In fact, I now have four 
I'm working on number five, but I've got four groups of cards at PSA right now because I've got that membership that's ending this month. That's one of those few ways to, to make decent money. If you buy raw cards that you and a few other people have said, that, that is a chance to gem. That's a gemmy. Like that is a chance to be a 10. Gem mint at PSA on a card that you have selected that you've touched and you've wiped any fingerprints off of. You know, like you make it look good. Send it in as is $15 a card is great. It's a great deal. Um, so I'm doing that. And uh, yeah, I'm saying now is a good time. Some of those guys that are on their way down, maybe they're going to go down further. You know, my answer on your Cade Cunningham question, Josh, would be something like this. Absolutely. Cade has a fantastic upside and potential in this league. And he's already shown all-star capabilities for a decent sample size so far in his career. So absolutely love him as a future star. Uh, during the course of this season, it might be like worth your, worth your research to look at Market Movers app. Go to marketmoversapp.com or sportscardinvestor.com. Sign up for one of their levels. You can even download their app for free, but sign up for one of their levels and do some research and say, okay, we know some other guys that were injured all of last season. How did that affect their values? I mean, you, you, we just mentioned Zion Williamson. You can look at what, what was the value of Zion's card doing you know, in relationship to the general card market, because that often affects everything. But like the, the Zion cards, what did they do after he got injured? And then when the All-Star game came around and he wasn't there and the playoffs came around and New Orleans, if they were a factor, eh, Zion wasn't there. Like people forgot about. And there's going to be those moments later on this season where, oh yeah, remember Cade Cunningham? <laughs> remember Cade Cunningham? You know, we'll be, we'll, the, the talk will be, first of all, people won't be talking about Detroit as much. Second of all, sorry, sorry. Like, guys, when the playoffs come around, they're not going to be talking about Detroit. If they talk about Detroit, it, it may be about Jaden Ivey. It may be about, oh, Marvin Bagley Jr. got 15 points again. It might be Sadiq Bay. Like, who's going to step in and fill that void? Uh, the team's just going to suffer. That's part of this. But they're also going to play a lot of these young guys, Jalen Duran, Duran's day, the light of Duran's day. I can't believe I just went there on you, but. I, I, I'm curious to see what Killian Hayes does because he had this chance last season and did fairly well, like didn't play like a seventh overall pick yet, but he did fairly well, right? Isaiah Stewart, nice big man rebounder. He's going to be counted on more for scoring. So um, Bogdanovich, like they still have some decent guys. My point is people are going to forget about Cade Cunningham several times this season. And then also going into the off season. So just like July and August and September might be low point of the year for all basketball cards. Cade Cunningham will be right there with everybody waiting for you. So Josh, I wouldn't buy Cade's right now. Certainly, especially while all of his cards are brand new and they're releasing, you know, today uh, you could see different uh, videos on YouTube rips and, and breaks and uh, unboxings of contenders optic. And whenever there's a new set out like that, you go in and you see, well, the big rookies are like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, maybe Jalen Suggs, probably not. Um, who, who else am I talking about? Franz Wagner, uh, you know, the guys from the 2020 class, really. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. Isaiah Joe, no. Although he shows up what, like once every three or four nights. Prospecting is a hard job. Can I, can I just vent to you for a minute? Um, as I started into this hobby with a little bit of money on the side and a little bit of cards from 2014. I wanted to sell and get some money. 
I had to buy some prospects. I had to go all in and buy some rookie cards and say, you know what, if this guy turns out, I couldn't afford Zions and Jaws two years ago. So one of the guys I bought into at the time, I mean, I'm glad I bought into some Darius Garland's. That's turned out all right. I'm glad I bought into some Shea Gilgis Alexander's. That's turning out all right. But one of the players that I, I thought was like, after six months or nine months, like, I just gotta, I just gotta admit, it was a total whiff. I missed this guy. This guy is not going to get the chance. And when he's gotten the chance, he's just a ball, like just shooter. Hasn't met a shot. He doesn't like he's, he's, he's never going to get it when it comes to what it's going to take to succeed in the NBA. And, um, and so I've kind of used Nikhil Alexander Walker as like, like my, my guy that comes to mind when I'm like, guys, we all make mistakes. You know, I, I invested too much early on in Jaron Jackson Jr. And I invested not much, but enough for me to say it about Nikhil Alexander Walker. And uh, you, you guys that follow the NBA, one of you said to me a couple of days ago, you said in, in an Instagram, it's like, this is not that hard. Look at the box scores. You can see who's playing well. You could know in advance. Maybe it takes a week or two or three, but you could know in advance what players are showing up, what players are playing well what guys will eventually get the card market's attention. And I had to, I had to admit like, dude, you, you're not wrong. This is not that hard now to draw a connection to which cards and when that's, that's a bit more difficult. Uh, I try to look for guys that aren't just improving and increasing playtime and numbers, but guys that are showing superstar qualities. They're, 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 they have the potential to score 25 points a game or 30 points a game. And not just once, but Nikhil Alexander did it a few days ago. And then he had 19 again, I think, last night. Nikhil getting some playing time in Utah. That team with like 12 guys they're trying to showcase for trades. Well, with Mike Conley down and Mike Beasley, some of these other guys that, you know, Colin Sexton has missed some time. It's, it's like DNP illness, DNP protocols. So COVID is doing its thing again. I guess Paolo's out and Paolo's out. Might as well shut down the NBA right now. Um, but Nikhil Alexander Walker, hey, maybe he's just doing this to just just troll me, you know. Hey, Gary, what if Nikhil's not gonna? What if? What if, man? What if you still got that optic hollow silver PSA? I don't know, you still got some Nikhil's in your in your prospect boxes, like I do, I do. But my point is saying prospecting ain't a science. Okay, all I can say is teams that are tanking, those players value like people tend to lose interest in them. Teams that are on the rise and have young stars that are playing well. I can't wait, cannot wait people to see Desmond Bain back on the court. I cannot wait, ladies and gentlemen, to see Tyrese Maxey back on the court. That's where these guys belong. I hope they get healthy soon and can play. And it is tragic. It is tragic to see Cade Cunningham go down. It's amazing to see Damian Lillard come back and just dominate like he has. He's been awesome. He's been so good. So good. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, um, after the break, I want to get to some specifics for you about prospecting. That's part one. About current events. That's part two. And a bit of a basketball card 101 thing about which brands to watch for, which brands of cards and where to find them because I've had a bunch of you ask questions and I can point you back to a basketball card 101 episode that we went through about reviewing all the brands. 
it's a good episode, but it's also like a year and a half old. I want to give you a quick, like a Cliff Notes fast version of that, that, uh, you know, basically gives it all to you in like five minutes or less. So let's talk about those issues, current events and brands after the break. This is Gary at Hoops and Cards. everybody we're back and uh it's great to be with you here at hoops and cards i mentioned before the break that we would go through the brands and i basically decided to give you a rundown of the best brands at any budget so you may be starting out with just a few bucks and want to know how can i get my hands on some cards uh the 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 rankings or the way i'll I'll evaluate cards has to do with what what their general price ranges are when they're new and, and also just the value that they hold moving forward. So there's, there's the cheaper level brands. And uh, companies like Panini and Tops and Fleer. In fact, if you are jumping in and you used to collect in the 70s, maybe all you remember is Tops. Tops made sports cards. Maybe you remember OPG or Leaf or, or uh, Tiffany, Tops Tiffany. Well, I'm going to talk to you, uh, Don Russ. That's a name you might recognize. I'm going to talk to you about cards, not not even Fleer. Fleer basketball cards were in the late 80s and somewhat throughout the 90s. And uh, Tops was in there a bit too. And then Skybox, Upper Deck. There's all kinds of Fleer Flair, Stadium Club. Uh, you know, I could rattle off a, a list of names here. But, uh, but lately, and I would say lately, meaning the last 12 years or so, 12 to 14 years, what we're looking at is the cheaper brands would be NBA Hoops, Chronicles, that's a Panini product, Contenders, that's also a Panini product, and Don Russ. And NBA Hoops comes out in January of this year for the newer rookies, for the Paolo and the Benedict and the Keegan and the Jalen Williamses, both of them, both of the Williamses, Jalens. I think every NBA team has a Jalen on them except the Cavs, so but I don't really care. Uh, the cheaper brands, I, I avoid them almost to a fault. I avoid buying them uh, maybe one pack or box at Walmart just to have the fun of opening them. But those cards do not retain their value very long. In fact, they often are the first ones re- released so people can rush to the stores and buy the first rookie of all these guys. But then a month later, you've got better products coming out, more popular stuff, more uh, limited printed stuff, more relics and autographs and hits and great looking cars that people chase after, like the next level. The the popular brands, I would say, include Prism and Optic and Select, and most people here would say Mosaic. Uh, those four are, are the popular, uh, you know, even though Panini has tried to put out some other ones like Flux and... Uh, uh, illusions and absolute and impeccables and like there's a lot of i mean there's literally guys there's like 50 or 60 brands i'm just trying to give you the most popular cheap ones are nba hoops they're not worth anything unless you get a numbered card or an autograph card of a guy okay they're really they're fun they're the first product often of a season with the guys in their pro uniforms 
I don't waste much money at all on those. Donruss, now those are easily uh, the most popular for collectors and investors because people can often buy Donruss hobby boxes and get a lot of really cool cards out of those hobby boxes. Or they can get cards that they might want to grade because they've got a Net Marvels insert. Or they got a teal blue explosion. Or they've got a nice centered rated rookie of Scotty Barnes. I almost said Scotty Barnes. And send them away to PSA to get a 10. Those cards come back jumping up in value. And there's a market for people who search for Don Russ on eBay. So I like Don Russ of all the cheap brands if I'm an investor and collector, which I am. Okay, so that's how I roll. Uh, the popular brands, Prism, Optic, Mosaic, Select, yes. Those are often nicer looking. They're chrome looking cards. They're sleek, shiny, bit more expensive to buy when they're new. Prism is the most popular. It's kind of like the Coke Classic. It's kind of like the McDonald's. It's kind of like the Apple products. It's the name brand. It's the it's the global most sought after, most popular product around is Prism. 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 Now the last few years they have they have capitalized on that. Panini has capitalized and they've printed way too much Prism and they printed way too much Select. Even the Select retail they've done a lot of that. But I would still say yeah. If I'm looking for a card that people are searching for and buying and selling more frequently, it's going to be Prism. And they also come with things like autographs and relics and all that stuff, numbered cards. Then you get to like the the unique or the harder to find cards. Some of the sets that I like and the guys in our Discord, Ad Hoops and Cards, talk about. So message me if you're interested in being in that. Uh, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram, message me. But there's these harder to find products. And sometimes they're even released internationally. Like Court Kings. Revolution, Photogenic, uh, Illusions, Noir, and Black, and uh, you know special sets like Panini Father's Day and Panini. I almost said Pellini, Pellini Black Friday. You know, Mwah Black Friday, or um, Panini Instant. You know, they print a limited edition of those cards. Fine, like those are all cool, and you might find a card or two that you like. Spectra, like those are nice looking cards, often thicker cards. Okay. But uh, then we move into, I actually like Court Kings because they have different levels. Court Kings level one, level two, level three, and level four are really hard, hard to find cards. Level three is still pretty rare. Level two is cool. Level one is like the base, basic rookie card. From that said, I'm giving you a rundown of brands. So for a cool card, like that's harder to find, I do, I do love me some Court Kings. I also like Revolution because some of those crazy parallels they've got like Astro, Chinese New Year. You know, they've got some they've got some sweet looking cards that you can find. I often like to search for that what player I like, what rookie card, and then keywords like auto, patch, jersey, relic, or numbered to 99, like forward slash 99. See what pops up because there'll be some brands that pop up there that I ain't even mentioned yet. Because guys, I got I got a limited amount of time. I don't know about you. Time's flying, so let's get to the higher price sets, the higher value cards, the shorter printed cards that are super expensive to buy in a box. I'm talking about the higher level. I said noir and black, but what, I, what I'm next leveling up is immaculate, impeccable, flawless, and national treasures. And I know there's some other names that I could say in there for you people that spend tens of thousands of dollars on unopened wax. That's boxes, the mystery boxes that you get from retail and distributors and sometimes hobby stores. But those four, often even their basic card of a player like LeBron James or Steph Curry or Chris Middleton with a K, Jaron Jackson Jr., eight blocks in a game. That dude 
There's another guy, just like Nikhil. Maybe he's on the rise again and getting more comfortable in his role and more uh, confidence as he matures as a player and in the league. All that to say, the more expensive cards, National Treasures, are awesome. You find RPAs. That's a rookie card with a patch of their jersey or something. And an A. That's an auto. Rookie patch auto. RPAs. Often those RPAs in these sets are numbered to 99 or to 35 or to 75 or to 10 or to 5 or 1. National Treasures is my favorite. It's easily the most popular, but Flawless is sometimes more valuable, depending on what they do. They also release a really exquisite, ooh, there's another brand, <laughs> really elaborate cards with more than one player, more than one jersey part, more than one autograph. I mean, when I saw that there's cards coming out with a one card that has a block with a... Uh, autograph of Tyrese Maxey and Desmond Bain and Tyrese Halliburton. I'm like, am I in heaven right now? Am I in Columbus, Ohio? Like, that's awesome. Those cards are harder to find. They are more expensive. And that's why if you go to blowoutcards.com or any wholesale place online or a, a store where you can find unopened wax boxes, hobby boxes of cards, that's why those prices are so high. Because that's where you can get things like the Logo Man, the, the Luka Doncic, one of one with an autograph and an NBA logo patch of that guy's jersey. Don't buy the Luka Samanich. I feel like if I say his name like the right way, it sounds like a sandwich. Luka Sandwich. But Luka Doncic is the guy you want, and, uh, and he's a superstar. I hope that review of the brands gives you what you want. I would not rush to buy any new products. Sometimes I do, but I do so knowing I may not get... ROI, return on investment. I may not get a lot of stuff that I can be like, yep, I sold, I made money, yay, I did, let's do a podcast. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I've, done, I've taken more L's than I could imagine that I could even tell you about buying unopened boxes. What I like to do is wait and, and snipe, like pick out specific targets, maybe from long range and say, you know what, in three months, that card will be within buying range and then thank you very much, you know? After all those hobby boxes are out and people have opened them and then, then they've moved on to the next set and the next set and the next set. We have a short attention span in our society, people, and the, the hobby the basketball card market is exactly a great case study for that. Because once one set is out, it's only a matter of two or three weeks before another set is out and people are excited about that one and then the next one and then the next one. And so as a investor, as someone who cares about what your cards do value-wise, that's why I'm telling you. Lower budget, you should focus on well-centered Don Russ cards that are single cards of players you like, all right? Single cards that you could possibly grade. Go get you some centered Franz Wagner Don Russes. Maybe you can find the Don Russ orange, what's it called? Orange hollow or teal explosion or green, yellow, laser hollow. Like, I love that. I love it. If it's centered, I'll give you an example, real time, what I did. I bought... At a, a flea market of all places this year, I bought an Evan Mobley green, yellow, laser, hollow card for like 10 bucks. I sent it to PSA because it's an Evan Mobley green, yellow, laser, hollow card. It's a Don Russ card. It's a cheaper brand, but dude, it's an Evan Mobley green, yellow, laser, hollow. I say that. I'm like, I feel sick after saying that three times. Um, sent it away to PSA. I got a PSA 10 and I was able to uh, basically make a great swap, a trade. I think, Brandon, you probably got that card, but like it was worth far more than 20 bucks after PSA 10s, right? In fact, if I had sold that thing when I first got it back from PSA, they were selling for $120. 
what I did was I blew it by holding onto that card for too long because I'm like, hey, it's Evan Mobley. He's a Cavalier. I could like, it's a, it could be a little picture on my life. Wait a minute. Sometimes when these grade as a 10 right away and they're newer cards of rookie players, you need to sell while the iron's hot. Wait, strike while the iron's, you know what I'm saying? Like we, before people move on to the next thing and before more Evan Mobley rookies get graded and before more teal light laser hollows come out, I'm just saying you got to understand the market and know your budget, right? You might say, man, I would love to get into Prism rookies. I would love to get into uh, Don Russ Optic. Those are a little bit nicer rookie cards and they have more upside as far as value. Prism Silver parallels are often seen as the most popular good card of that player's rookie. So like if you're saying, I want to get a really good Jason Tatum rookie that I know is going to hold some value that I know is going to go up when his cards do, I would tell you, the number one thing you should look for is a Jason Tatum Silver Prism rookie card. That's it. Why do I say number one? Because more people will be searching for it. So you have more buyers, which guess what means? Buyers that drives up demand, which drives up the price. Now, uh, if you want to like raise the stakes even a little bit higher, then get an autographed Silver Jason Tatum. Get a numbered Jason Tatum Silver card. I don't care. I'm just telling you, uh, if you're looking for a great card of a player, a Silver Parallel or a Silver Prism, and then the most expensive cards out there. I like National Treasures. I ain't going to lie. Um, some of my friends on the Discord, I thank you for showing me how cool Impeccable and Immaculate are because that has helped my Tyrese Maxi collection and my Desmond Bain collection and my Darius Garland collection. So notice I use the word collection. I do think National Treasures is the most popular of the higher end or the RPA kind of cards with nice jerseys and most of the cards are numbered. I really, really love my immaculate LeBron James base card uh, of 2019 because it's awesome looking and because it's a base card that's numbered to 99, right? And it's got a patch of LeBron's jersey. It even says game-worn jersey. So I'm grateful for, for that. I hope that helps. And you can go to blowoutcards.com. I don't even know those guys. I just look at their release calendar. Probably, if you guys are listening, I'd love to talk sometime about just the whole calendar of releases and what that does to the hobby because it's hard to keep up with all the changes i mean a few episodes ago i'm like hey everybody mosaic basketball is coming out i can finally get the evan mobley mosaic cards and then i go on and it's like nope they got postponed again it's like it's how people feel when anthony simons drains another three on their zone defense they're like anthony did it again mosaic got postponed again donruss hobby boxes Went down in price again. Like, I'm just, I'm just talking. Uh, what am I telling you? You can find the release calendar and you can, you can see, all right, the most popular cards usually of a basketball season or a basketball year are the Prism cards. Here's when they come out. I'm going to make a note to watch those cards and spend maybe the first weeks after first four to six, maybe even eight weeks testing your patience. I'm just going to spend that watching other people overpay for them. And then after another release or two comes out, maybe basketball season ends, those same cards will be like buying on a sales rack. Still awesome players, fantastic cards, better selection because people have moved on and they want to sell and get other stuff. Well, if you really want, that's, that's what I should just do right now is go buy an Evan Mobley Silver Prism. Oh, you people. There's so many people that rush into... I got to have it. I got to have it now. And they drive up the prices right as they come out. And, uh, and, and I've just, I was one of them. Like, I love having the cards. I love 
I'm not one of those guys. PSA has this request. Hey, if you'd like to store all of your cards at PSA in a vault, that's really convenient. You can sell them. Don't have to ship them. Don't have to list them on eBay. La, 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 la. No, I want my cards. I'm, I'm like a card collector and investor. I, I like been searching for this card and shopping for this card for a while. Now, some of you guys might feel like, okay, yeah, but I don't do that. This is an investment. I don't do that with my stock certificates. Yeah, send me a, a certificate of stock to certify my ownership in one share of Apple or one share of GE. Like, who does that? No, it's all in a computer on E-Trade or Charles Schwab or whatever you do. Prudential, you know, Fidelity. What's that other one? Vanguard. There's so many cool names out there. Um, people don't say I want, I, but this is different. This is a, it, it's primarily, it's been a hobby. It's been a collectible. I've done a little bit of both. I've got some uh, places where I have cards in a vault. If you want to call it that at ComC and, and Starstock. But anyway, guys, I got to wrap this up. I got to land the plane. I got to, I got to bring this to a close in every, in every stage of life. There's a goodbye. And unfortunately we are here. Uh, this is Gary with hoops and cards friends. I would love to know uh, any questions or takes or opinions you have on today's episode about brands. What's your favorite brand? Don't say Elton. You do not say Elton. Do not say Paul brand. I'm telling you or miles brand. Just say mosaics. My favorite brand, Gary, because I mean, pink camo, like enough said, Optic's my favorite brand, Gary. Look, Optic Blue Velocity. Who's going to deal with that? Come up come up against me, bro. I got an Optic Blue Velocity, Zion Williamson. Done. No chance, you know? So those are some of the brands. I like to talk about players that are doing well that I'm watching for. And, uh, and right now, I just want to leave you with, um, I, I do think there's a chance to buy some, some great cards of players that are on their path to the all-star game right now, as we speak, Pascal Siakam, or coming back from injury, Desmond Bain. I just, I just love watching that guy play. Memphis has done tons of great things this season. They have so much talent, and they have not even had the floor together yet this season. John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson, even Dylan Brooks is making shots. But when Desmond Bain and Zaire Williams get back, oh, I don't even know what happened to me just there. I got to end on that note. You guys have an awesome week. Uh, check out our notes and a uh, couple of updates about our affiliations, part of the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. Proud of that, baby. Going to the Cavaliers-Mavericks game in a couple nights. Hope we get to meet my favorite player, Luka Doncic. No, actually, my favorite guy, Darius Garland, uh, is going to just mop the floor with you, Luka. So deal with that. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. See ya. Hoops and Cards. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye then.